Hello, everybody. Welcome to Talk is Cheap, the Fight Against Mediocrity podcast. I am extremely excited today to have Shane and Andrea. Uh, they currently live in River Heights, Utah, and absolutely love living in Cache Valley. Uh, they're proud parents of their two-year-old daughter, Hartley, who is their inspiration behind everything they do to keep priorities balanced between God first, family second, and career third. Shane and Andrea met at Utah State and both graduated with degrees in business administration. Um, they have since been able to start and be a part of many businesses in Cache Valley, which we'll hear about later. Shane started his journey being an entrepreneur by creating a waterproof bag company and other smaller companies and have since sold. Um, being a realtor currently, his passion is anything real estate. Shane runs multiple short-term rentals in Cache Valley, Bear Lake, and St. George, all while doing all the behind-the-scenes work for Ease, their window cleaning company that spans three branches across Utah. Andrea was born an entrepreneur. She always started businesses as a child and into her teenage years, which gave her the confidence and skill set to create, maintain, and sell businesses of her own as an adult. The more recent businesses have included a 10-year-old cosmetology business, becoming a top 2% leader in a direct sales company, launching Ease with Shane and her brother, Spencer, and now stepping into coaching business, Live Big Little Girl, that just launched July 2021. Together, Shane and Andrea aim to create a life full of prosperity, love, fulfillment, and balance. Welcome, Shane and Andrea. Very excited to have you here today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We're excited. This is going to be awesome. So the first question is, you know, I think what, well, I want, I, I know we heard a little about it in the bio, but tell me about why you are both so passionate about starting businesses. Um, <clears throat> I think as every entrepreneur's dream, um, is, is to create that freedom that everyone has always talked about. And you hear about being able to do what you want and you see photos of, of, I don't know, Airbnbs in the Maldives, you know, and you're like, I'm going there someday. And, and I think just ha having, having those dreams and, and wanting a better life for yourself you know um is kind of kind of what drives me and then um uh when we had our daughter two years ago she uh she she's kind of driven us more and more um to that i we're very family centered and and we obviously want the best for her and i think she is what drives us a lot so so a lot of that freedom and and family is would be it for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, for me also, I, you know, in the bio, it mentioned that I grew up having businesses, like all growing up where it was like cookie sales, or I did like little kids camps when I was a teenager where I had them all come and they do, you know, we teach them a dance and jump on the tramp and, you know, do a whole little themed day. Um, stuff like that, like that was just always fun to me because I love like party planning mixed with like I love numbers and I love I love money and I love like the game of it. It's a thrill to me. And so I just feel honored that I get to play a game every single day of my life, whether it's whichever business it is. And I was gonna mention the same thing as Shane. Um with Hartley, I felt like one thing that helped both of us be become and remain entrepreneurs was when 
Shane like missed Hartley rolling over for the first time and it because he was working a nine to five and I remember both of us being like oh it's so disappointing you know and then Shane made plans like right after that okay I'm gonna I'm gonna leave my nine to five I don't want to miss any more moments and so I think you really can have it all with entrepreneurship you get to put God first, family second, and career third, and keep those priorities in order and really live how you want to live. Yeah. I love that so much. I love that that was the catalyst that kind of pushed you over the top and said, I'm not missing any more moments. That's really powerful. And that's really cool as far as your story goes, having that moment of I'm not missing any more moments. Um, And I, I love, I'd love to hear more about that story. Shane, when you left your nine to five, um, a lot of people would say, you know, that was really risky or you shouldn't do that or whatever. What were some of your thoughts as you went um, to quit your nine to five and what did other people tell you? Um, my thoughts were scared. I was, I was very scared to do it because it's, it's something unfamiliar. And when, when it's something unfamiliar, you you have a hope that you're going to succeed or whatever and but but you never know for sure and andrea and i have talked had talked about it for um quite a while um and when we when we decided um to finally pull the plug um per se we um i was sitting at my job um and i'll make a long story really short i got I, I was sitting on my computer that morning. I got um, I got a text from someone that um, that I was like that resonated with me, and it was something about like live your life more fully or something. Or, I'm sorry, it wasn't a text. It was a it was something I saw on social media. And I go throughout the day. I was like, dang, that was a big sign. I go throughout my day the next uh, around lunchtime there was something else. I checked social media again, just for a second, see what notifications I had. And, and someone else posted something, um, really powerful, um, that really struck me. And the same thing happened just a couple hours after that. So I had three distinct signs that Shane, you, you like, I, I need to up my game essentially is, is what that was. So right then is when I, when I started typing the email to um, put in my resignation letter uh, to my boss and the rest is history, but um, it, w- it wasn't an easy road getting to there. Um, it was very scary. Lots of people were like, hey, I, I don't know what, what you're doing. You know, um, you have a stable job, you have a family to provide for, you have this and that, and, and that's all very true. Um, my dad always called me, um, a risk taker and that's exactly what I feel like I am is I I'm willing to put out the risk for a higher reward. And I really saw that. And Andrea really saw that as well. Um, Andrea has been super supportive of, of my decision. And she would always say, what's the worst that's going to happen, Shane, you, you quit your job you go the entrepreneur route, you fall flat on your face, and then you decide, well, I guess I get another nine to five job. Um, We're not going to die. We're not going to be homeless. We're not going to lose our house. 
Um, and so that really clicked with me that, um, and hopefully all the, the listeners can understand that it's, it's a lot more attainable than everyone thinks it can be. Um, I've met and talked and interviewed with a lot of people that want the same things that, um, that all um, entrepreneurs have is that time freedom. Um, and it's a lot more attainable than, than everyone thinks it, it can be. Um, there's ways to, to get cheaper benefits. Um, in fact, the, the government incentivizes you with over 200 tax write-offs because you're an entrepreneur, where if you're a w, uh, W-2 employee, you have like 37 tax write-offs. Yeah. Um, so the government is in favor of new businesses and stuff like that. Um, so it is easier than, than you think. It's just getting over that mind hurdle, you know. Um, but now looking back, I wish I would have done it earlier. It's been um, the best thing that's happened to me and my family. So it's been awesome. Man, that is the definition of talk is cheap. Like that day, three signs, let's do it, pull the trigger. And um, I love that you said, you know, you built it out to be like this Mount Everest in your mind. Like, oh man, it's so big. It's so scary. But I love how Andrea basically made it like a small pebble of, hey, you can step over this. It's not a big deal. Andrea, um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think everyone, unfortunately, maybe not everyone has a, a spouse who's so supportive and understanding. Andrea, what were, what were your thoughts in that situation and why were you so supportive? Um, well, I think I had seen from my entrepreneurial journey, because I've always been an entrepreneur, um, except for like like a few jobs in high school or something, you know, and so I think I saw like how much I loved it. And Shane is very entrepreneurial minded. I think he just didn't know that about himself until he explored a few different options in college. And then he's like, actually, I love business, you know. Um, But I think one thing that really helped is we're both risk takers, but we're calculated risk, right? Like it wasn't like he had never said he didn't have any businesses going. I didn't have any businesses going. Like we had a lot of things set up and I remember us saying, okay, let's save up six months of all the expenses. And we know you want to be a real estate agent. So if we have six months of every expense that we need and you don't make a dime, we'll be fine. And we're like, okay, well, if you think about it, like, there's no way you're not, you're hardworking, you're motivated, you're willing to get out there. Like, there's no reason why you won't succeed in that six months, at least get one sale or something, you know? Mm -hmm. And then he freaking killed it. And we're like, oh my gosh, why didn't we do this earlier? You know? Um, But we had other businesses going where I knew if I needed to like dig down and make up for his income I could do that and um, for, and we had multiple of those businesses going and but so I think there's room for calculated risk in there it wasn't like Shane didn't have anything going he had already taken the majority of the real estate um, like course you know so he just had 40 or 80 hours left or something like that so he's like I'm gonna quit I'm gonna bust that out I'm gonna make it happen but we had other situations set up that if we needed to push hard with something, we had options there. And so I think that makes a huge 
difference. You know, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that, you know, will take a full on risk. Like I hate my job. I'm just going to go do something. And I think in that case, like there's a lot of people that will still succeed because they have to. Right. But for us, that felt like a good balance between both. And I, and I think just to go off of what you're saying, um, I think when you do put yourself into a corner and you have to make it work at that point, it, you're going to make it work. You're, you would rather choose work than, and, and make it work, dig deeper, like Andrea was saying, than lose your house or be on the streets or whatever, you know, and, and hopefully it would never get to that point. But when you put your back up against the wall and really dig in deep, you know, I, I think you'll see miracles happen. Yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, you have to put yourself in a situation where you can succeed um, in big ways. If you put yourself in a situation um, that you can succeed, you will succeed. And one thing that as you guys have been talking how was it different working on someone else's business and working on your own? What were some of the emotions you had when you made that switch? So working for someone else's business um, has actually really helped me in my businesses to know how to treat my employees. Um, and um I knew I learned some great things of things that we should do and things that worked and other things that I definitely didn't want in my life, nor in my, any of my employees' lives as well. Um, so I think that there's, um, there's some great takeaways um, for working with someone else. Um, in my head, because I'm always running the numbers, um, I'm always thinking, well, I, I brought in this much money for this company. Like I, I know how much you're making. Um, and that's really what drove me too. like, I want to make that money. Um, and this sounds really bad. And, and we, we, we definitely in the world need employees and we need entrepreneurs and business owners um, without both of those business in general doesn't exist. Um, but I, I always was was wanting or always saying to to Andrea that I'm making someone else rich instead of myself rich and and that was kind of the catalyst to, one of the many catalysts to, to help help us get to where we are today I love it yeah that was <clears throat> well I won't make this about me but I I totally agree with you 100% um, how do you balance everything it sounds like I mean, doesn't sound like you guys have a lot going on as far as Airbnb, real estate, your window cleaning company, Andrew, your new coaching company. Um, what advice do you have on balancing or juggling those different um, aspects of your life? I'll answer this one. Um, so in my coaching, I'm actually talking about this next week for my lesson um, on time wealth. And just how there's certain boulders that you put into your schedule that are non-negotiable, right? Like, and then the river runs around it. And, and that's one of the hard things. And one of the blessings about being an entrepreneur is you get to, you know, choose your schedule and have that freedom. But sometimes you're just like being thrown all over the place. And so to kind of have that balance, I feel like a thing that's worked for us is you know, we have certain things that are not going to change. Like 
we go to church on Sunday and we have um, family time together and then we do a date night every Thursday night so we have like we have our babysitter that comes every Thursday night we don't have to schedule her we take turns being in charge of who's doing what um and then I feel like we get to fill in the cracks with everything else like Shane kind of has a Monday day where he does like real estate like pretty much the whole day and then we have Tuesday where we do ease and we do all the stuff for the window cleaning and you know I have my days where we kind of chunk out different um times to work on different things and then in the mix with being parents we plan our week from Sundays and say hey you know I'm doing this here and you're doing this here and I'm going to lunch here and you're doing this and we share a calendar so that we can make sure to have that balance so that we each get time with Hartley individually but also time together um and then everything I feel like the balance just works itself out because everything is a system. We love systems. So it makes a big difference to make sure that your calendar really reflects what is important to you. And I think that's a good gut check sometimes to be like, oh, am I working on my business every single day? Like, where's my family in there? Where are my friends? Where's rest time? Where do I have time in the morning that I like, you know, fill my bucket and make sure that I'm well taken care of so that I can go out and help other people. I think all of that is huge and makes a big difference and has helped us have the balance that we want in our own relationship and then in our own individual journeys, as well as together as business owners. Totally. What would you add to that, Shane? And I, I think so another couple of things would be um, do, having a morning routine. The, our morning routine, getting up, getting, um, like Andrea said, filling our own bucket with whatever it is. Um, we love the miracle morning. Um, so Andrea and I follow that um, to a T every morning. Um, as much as we can. And um, so I feel like having that structure um, in your life, um, really, it, it's the repetitiveness, repetitiveness of, of doing things over and over again, that makes you an expert at that thing, you know. Um, and so we, we try and set up our, our days very early in the morning. And I know you do too, Kevin. Um, and then just, um, making sure that things are planned out. If things aren't planned out, um, we've had some weeks where we don't plan together and our, it is complete chaos. Um, but when we do plan, sit down, plan our week together, um, things go very smooth and we're able to get done everything that we need to. Yeah, no, I love that so much. And everything that you both have said just screams intentionality. You're very intentional with what you're doing, who you're becoming, what you're spending time doing. Um, and it's interesting, but I think a lot of people have a misconception around this. Like you are what your calendar says you are. And if nothing's on your calendar, then you are whatever anyone else says you are, because you're just gonna, you know, whenever someone asks you to do something, it's just like, oh yeah, sure. I don't have anything else planned. And I think the key is intentionality. And uh, I love that so much. And you mentioned, I hope the listeners heard like early in the morning, having a system, 
putting in the big boulders first. I was hoping you'd say that, Andrea, because that is so true. If you don't put the big ones in first, you can't fit everything else in. Um, mm-hmm. I love it. So as you've started these businesses, what are some of the, and also I wanted to mention a lot of people think that entrepreneurs are really big risk takers, but listening to you and kind of my experience as well, I almost think the opposite. I think entrepreneurs are oftentimes very like cowardly. I would guess cowardly. Like we're chicken sometimes. Like we're going to save six months of expenses. Make sure we're okay here, man. Make sure we're okay here. And we put a lot of safeties in. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people see that. Um, I think there are times where you do have to bet the farm and, uh, and it's a make or break it. But otherwise, I think that's why a lot of entrepreneurs go for real estate is because it's not very risky and it'll provide cash flow. So you can, in a way, mess up and still be covered. Um, sorry, tangent. With uh, the businesses you've started, no, as you've started them, what are, what's the, you know, what are the catalysts or what are the things that happen before you say, hey, let's start a window cleaning company? Like, what are the things going through your mind as you're starting these businesses that makes you want to start them? Want me to go first? Okay. For me, it's all about the fun. (laughs) I think it's like, does that sound exciting to me? And what's funny is I never thought I'd own a window cleaning business, right? Like that's not something that I was like, hey, like, yeah, I'd love to own a window cleaning business, but I love service-based businesses. I love people. I felt like the team of us, my brother, Shane and I were really good match where it was like, Hey, I get to do just the things that I love to do in a business. Like I love the people I love marketing and I love like the, yeah, the fun side of it. You know, we do parties and stuff. Again, I love party planning. I love doing all that stuff. So it was like, that just seemed like a perfect fit. Um, so I think for me, I, I would say my answer is fun. Like if it, of course, like it needs to work numbers wise, I'm not just going to be working for free. Right. But I, yeah, if it's fun and profitable, like let's try it, let's do it, you know, and usually something that's a little different than what I've done before is exciting and thrilling to me because I know I'm going to learn a lot, both about that business, but also about myself, um, I think entrepreneurship and owning and starting a business is like the best self-improvement course you can take. Oh you know? yeah. Totally. So like, wow. I, I have to like dig in deep and figure out like the ugly parts of me and the cool parts of me and yeah. everywhere in between, you know? So that's what I would say. Fun and profitable. I love that. The thing for me um, would be looking at the oppor- looking for opportunities everywhere you go. Um, I think this is something that has to be learned is as an entrepreneur or as a W-2 employee or really anyone starts out with blinders on your eyes, right? Um, And you're kind of looking directly forward. Like I have a job, I work at such and such company and I go in and I get this and this and this done. Um, Whereas an entrepreneur um, you have to take those blinders off your eyes and, um, and see kind of what, what's around you and be very adaptable. 
Um, I have a buddy. Um, I'll give a quick story about um, one of our um, long-term rentals that we have. Uh, I have a buddy who moved out of a house and he in, in Logan, Utah, and he um, was talking about it one day um, when I was at my nine to five job and he he was talking about it and I just overheard um, him say, hey, the we were going to move out, but the owners of that house called me and wanted me to buy the house. I don't know what to do. I, I don't think we want it. Um, so I told them no. So I'm, I'm overhearing this. I'm sitting there writing an email and I'm overhearing this. And I literally shove my keyboard out, out of the way and I stand up and I immediately go talk to him. And I said, hey, tell me more about this house that they want you to buy. And so he tells me about it. He gives me their phone number and um, we end up buying this house. Um, fast forward to today, it is, um, it's just a small little house, but we um, cash flow a lot on it. Um, and it's been an amazing investment. But because I had my ears opened and, and wasn't shying away of like, oh, that I don't want a house or whatever. Um, that we were able to get it and it's been a cash cow we could we could easily sell it for double than what we bought it for three and a half four years ago um the best thing about this um story is that it never went on the market um so we were able to get it super cheap um and it was a blessing to the couple that we bought it from because they were moving out of state and so that's just a quick story of keeping your eyes and ears open to whatever opportunities um, can be along the way um, and being able to shift wherever. Um, we've, we've not to tout ourselves, but we, we've been able to shift. We just started renting out flatbed trailers because we saw a market and we went and bought some flatbed trailers. And now we're in a weird business of selling or of renting out flatbed trailers in St. George. And so it's kind of a funny, funny thing that you just have to see the opportunities and, and be very adaptable. Yeah. Um, everything you guys have said is spot on. I love that so much. Um, with man, there's so much we could go into. I, I'm, I hope everyone knows I go back and listen to these uh, several times because there are so many amazing things you are both saying and teaching that, um, I want to internalize as well. What, what do you think the most, and you probably mentioned it, um, here and there as we've been talking, but what do you think the most important skill an entrepreneur can have is? Oh, well. <laughs> um, that is such a hard question, Kevin. Um, Hmm. If you have one, jump in, but I, there's so many good ones. I, I would say just like heart. I don't know if you're like, cause you can, you can find anyone else. You can outsource all the other things, right? Like if you're not good at numbers or you're not good at marketing or you're not good at evaluating a business or you're not good at, you know, I don't know anything accounting whatever 
it's like if you don't have the heart behind it I feel like you can't outsource that you know yeah so I would say just like the heart of like maybe I'll even niche it down a little bit more but heart of a winner I would say like but that also doesn't mean that like every business that you try, you're going to win. It's just, you're going to get back up again and try another one. Um, most entrepreneurs, I don't remember the exact statistic, but they try several businesses throughout their life. It's not like one and done. And then Amazon came to be or whatever. Yeah. It's, you know, all the different, you try a bunch of different things and see what's fun to you and what sounds like something you want to keep doing and that you have to have that heart to keep it going because sometimes it's hard, but it's, I don't know. That's what I would say. That's really good. And for me, I, w- I would probably say um, a willingness to learn. Good one. Be- being willing to learn because take our window cleaning company, for instance, we had, no, no clue about window cleaning. And it's, and, and we learned it. You watch YouTube videos, you watch, um, you watch every type of, uh, read, read different books about whatever it is, whatever it takes um, to learn about how to do whatever you want to do the best that you can. Um, I think that's a huge skill that, um, that, probably a lot of people don't wouldn't think about just the willingness to learn and to figure it out youtube has millions of videos that you can watch um, about any type of topic um, and then really it's when you come up against a a hard hard turn in the road and you're like oh crap i need to figure this out uh, i'm i'm gonna be done i'm i'm done with this business because I can't figure this out. No, you you find people who have done it, who have walked that path before and and get to know them and um and collaborate with them. I think business partners is is an amazing um opportunity where someone can have one skill set and another person can have another skill set and they collaborate perfectly. So I love that. I, I think the willingness to learn and, and then the second one I think would be, um, would be heart. Like Andrea was saying, just the willingness to give it all you can, um, and, and really just be put, put out into the world, what, what you want, um, having that mindset, getting your mindset, right. Um, because your your heart and your mind are are very close together, and one will try and go one way, and one will try and go the other way. Um, but if you can align those, um, I mean, you the the skies are endless, so yeah. the possibilities are endless. Both of those were amazing. Um, thank you so much. Okay, last question, and it's my favorite question of all. I am a little biased, but what does the fight against mediocrity mean to you? I've actually thought about this quite a bit because um, I just love, hate the word mediocrity. You know, it's like, you don't want that, but like, it's such a poignant word. And I love what you stand for, Kevin, because I think like, 
it's like the natural man like just what you know mediocrity is like we're all tired we'd all our brain is wired literally to do to avoid any pain or hardship right and so I think that that's huge because it's like we're literally fighting against nature you know like we're fighting against what we naturally want to do we want to be mediocre like when it comes to like what would be easiest and so I love that I love what you stand for Kevin because I think like it's a widespread mediocrity is everywhere right so like the fight against that is is like such a good powerful visual to to do that and I think it's all the little things that you do every day um I love the compound effect that book where it's like by small and simple things great things come to pass kind of thing where it's like all the tiny little things that you do every day um is what make make a huge difference in the long run one of the biggest things you know I do discovery calls with my new clients who are coaching and I always ask them okay five years from now your whole complete lacking in nothing what does your life look like so walk me through the whole day you know you wake up do you wake up to an alarm is it early do you wake up naturally do your kids wake you up like what does that look like and then move through the day and, and what does that look like and no one ever describes the mediocre day you know mm-hmm. no one describes yeah. the day that they're currently having um they describe like the way they want to feel and when they see their spouse and like when they see their kids and what that feels like and they arrive places early and they they experience life and it's calm and they have time to themselves but they also have time with their family and it's I've had a lot of women get super emotional describing what that would feel like because it's life-changing but it's all these little tiny things that add up to make such a big difference and I always say okay what's stopping you most of them aren't you know, I check my bank account and I have $5 million in my checking account, which PS, you should never keep that much in your checking account, but <laughs> that's beside the point. So if you're, you know, you're thinking about all, all these things, like no one says that, you know? And so it's like, they, it's more the feeling, you know? So why can't you create that today? Why can't you fight that mediocrity today? Um, you know, start with your morning routine. What does that look like so that you're not mediocre? And then in five years, you can have, you know, all sorts of investments or businesses or the time freedom that you want, all of the things that starts today with all the little things that you can change now. That was powerful. Good luck topping that, Shane. I'm just Oh, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was awesome. Mine is very... Mine is very short and sweet. There's my, one of my favorite quotes uh, goes like this. There's, there's two types of people in this world, those who act and those who get acted upon. And the fight against mediocrity is simply acting. Um, I think that's a, a very powerful word that if you don't act, nothing is going to change. Um, like Jim Rohn says that you have to, for things to change, you have to change. And so if you're not going to change, nothing's going to change because your house is still going to be there. Your kids are still going to be there in the morning. 
your job is still going to be there in the morning. The same people who walked past your desk in the morning are still going to walk past your desk every single morning. The, you're going to have the same car, the same boat payment, whatever you have. But if you don't change, if you don't change your mind, your heart, whatever it is, whatever you're wanting to change, then nothing's going to change. So you got to act. Yeah. Talk is cheap. I love it. Man, this has been such a good That's episode. Right. You are both very, very powerful. This is a power couple right here. You never met one. You just did. Here they are right in front of us. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. If as people hear this, they're going to want to get in touch with you and learn more about you. How can they do that? Um, so I would say probably Instagram is the best. So my handle is the, and then dot, my last name, wild, W-I-L-D-E dot life, um, kind of covers our wildlife, right? Um, lots of different businesses and, and just what we're doing. Um, and then we have branches off of Instagram everywhere else, but I love getting in the DMs with people to just really like hear their story and what they have going on because I've had a lot of people that I've reached out to that have been so gracious to answer my questions and I'd love to pay that forward. I agree. And my handle on Instagram is Shaner08, Shaner08. Um, I'd love to hear from anyone, any listeners in, in need of help or assistance as well. Very gracious of you to offer help to everyone listening. Again, thank you so much for being on uh, the Talk is Cheap, the Fight Against Mediocrity podcast. Hope everyone has a great day. Um, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it.